Hi, this is Christopher Framberg and I'm one of the pastors in SOS Church Stockholm. We are an international Pentecostal church on Kungsholmen with celebrations in both English and Swedish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations that are living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. For all you faithful English-speaking person that were here the first service, this is the translation. <laughs> you are so sweet, you know. We have all these volunteers and not speaking Swedish. And you are sitting there, yeah, amen, this is so good. And you don't get anything. <laughs> Some of you came up and said, it was a really good preaching. I didn't understand, but I, I, I know it was good. <laughs> You are so faithful, amazing people in this church, serving and serving, right? Give them a big hand, the biggest hand. So, it's beautiful. We are doing this in English. Yay! And I'm not the same excited. <laughs> yeah, so to say, I will do okay, I think, but my problem is, you know, English verse version makes me a little more... <clears throat> I don't know, it feels like somebody tie my hands or something, you know. It's like, I like to speak fast. Okay, this is my thing. I speak very, very fast. Uh, Elias had some friends for the first service, and he was going to translate to one friend. And he was like, oh, I was it was really hard in the beginning. <laughs> so, yeah, I like to speak fast. Uh, it's a little more challenging in the English version, but I would do okay, right? And, and you will excuse me, because this is SOS Church, and here we have an English of our own. <laughs> right? We have our words that are really not English, but we make them. We make them. I mean, everybody understands them. Yeah, so I will probably have a lot of them. So all you English, uh, beautiful people speaking beautiful English, just excuse me. <laughs> you can just smile. It's okay. Just laugh. It's good. I would be encouraged even if you're laughing, so it's good. Okay, come on, guys. I will preach about fear versus faith. Fear versus, I cannot, I cannot say that. Fear versus faith. Everything depends on what you see. Hmm. An interesting subject, yeah? It will be good. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, isn't it a little sad, my friends, that almost everything uh, that we worry about actually never happens? It's so sad. <laughs> I mean, somebody said it like this, is a very good expression. Anxiety is an interest rate that is paid in advance for a loan you have never taken. I mean, come on, that is so tragic. <laughs> you are paying off to something and you don't even get the money. It's terrible. Uh, or like Winston Churchill once said, I remember the story of the old man who on his deathbed said he had had many problems in his life, most of them which had never occurred. <laughs> so sad. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, th I think some of us can feel, yeah, 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 
I hope I'm not laying on my deathbed and feel like that. So now you have a good change, a good time and a possibility to change. If you feel, yeah, it's a lot of things I worry about. You have time enough. You look very young, all of you. So you have time enough <laughs> to change. So you don't have to lay there on your deathbed and feel oh, regrets. Okay, this one is even worse. In, uh, some English researchers, researchers uh, have calculated that every normal person, and uh, just see, it says normal person. Sometimes we don't really feel we're in that part. Yeah, <laughs> me too. But okay, every normal person uh, uh, wastes five years and three months on of his life worrying unnecessarily. Five years and three months. Oh, oh yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to say. Whoa. So, do we have something to deal with here? Yay! I like challenges, right? I don't know. I don't know if you should cry or laugh to this statistic. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad, yeah, that we say. Uh, but we can joke about it and all this, but I mean, if we should get a little serious, we somehow have to realize that this is some kind of a public health problem. Physical illness is really a public health problem. I mean, maybe you come from another culture and you feel, okay, yeah, maybe this was not your culture's problem. Yeah, you're welcome. This is included in the Swedish culture. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. It's not only we Swedes, but I mean, somehow I think it's it's a little extra heavy here. Actually, it's say in another, uh, according to Scandia Foundation, uh, the number of young people with worry and anxiety has quadrupled, quadrupled, I don't know how you say that, but it has become four times more since the 80s. And young Swedes top the list of feeling the worst in all Europe. Yay, we won the prize. We won the <laughs> Europe European uh, championship in feeling the most worst. <laughs> nah, not really something to celebrate. I mean, it's terrible numbers, right? Uh, so I think, uh, is, is, is it somebody more in here than me that is up for uh, some... Uh, Declaring some war against fear. Yeah, yeah, I can feel. I like it. I like it. And I think we need it. We as a church need to declare some war against fear, against worry, against anxiety, and all the words. <laughs> okay. Uh, and when I, I think of mental illness, it is always this... Not always, maybe, but many times it is this Bible verse that comes up in my mind. It says in... Um, yeah, there, John, thank you. You saved me. <laughs> in John 10 and 10, it says like this. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And I mean, if you look at the, the Western world, or only here in Sweden, we have everything. Okay, come on, we have everything. We don't really fight poverty. You cannot say that. I think uh, if you are above, if you have a salary of 15,000 Swedish crowns, you belong to 10% of the world uh, that lives in 
I mean, it's only 10% of the work that have a salary of 15,000 Swedish crowns and over. And if you have a salary of 40,000 Swedish crowns, maybe you're sitting here young and you don't have that, but soon when you, you, you grow up, you will have that. Then you are belong to 1% of the, of the worlds uh, that have that. So, I mean, we, we have everything. You cannot, we cannot complain on that. And still, we are feeling so bad. I mean, come on. It is, it is really good. It is clear to say that somebody is stealing our joy, right? It is super clear to say that somebody is trying to steal something. Our possibility to enjoy everything we have, right? Uh, okay. So, how do we do this? How do we fight, my friends? <laughs> <laughs> How do we fight? Well, I think everything has to do how we see, what we see. Okay, I can just start with this Bible verse. Many times we read this Bible verse, and the first one is really, I put up only the first one. I mean, I did it on purpose because I want to say, yeah, it's very scary. You know, the devil, he walks around, and you never know when he comes there. He just wants to kill you, you know. you know. Very, 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 very scary. And I mean, this is our focus. But come on. The verse continue, my friends. What does it say? I have come. Jesus have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Yes, that's worth an applaud. Not only life, but life to the fullest. This is the Bible verse. This is how it continue, my friend. Okay, but many times we kind of forget that. We, well, yeah, yeah, it says something here, like afterwards. And we just see this devil walking around. Yeah, he's, he's stealing and killing and destroying. And, you know, and we worry and we worry. But the Bible verse has something else to say. So everything depends on what we see, right? So we will fight together today. <laughs> Declare some war. And we will, uh, I will try to help you uh, with some simple pictures how you can see in the right way. Okay? Are you ready, my friend? Good. Good. And my perspective of fear, it is that it can be very real. Very real. I mean, you are maybe sitting here and challenging a problem really hard. Somebody's yeah, maybe facing problems, you know, seeing death, sickness, really, really challenging problems. Uh, but even, <laughs> in if, even if you don't fight with that or with smaller, if you can say that fear can be super real. That is so weird with fear. It can really take a grip of you. Oh, what is people thinking? Wow, what did I do if I did wrong, you know? So it's like really the devil is trying to, to, to fool us and really, ah, look, even if you have everything, I still fool you. So you're still nervous and worrying. So fear can be super real. That is not what I'm trying to say here today. But uh, we need to put fear in the perspective of something bigger. 
something bigger. And we have something bigger, right? We are here in a church, so we can preach very boldly. We have something bigger. We have Jesus himself, the creator of universe, God himself, on our side. So we have something that we can put it like our fear in another perspective. Okay, so that's what I will try to give you today. I mean, I think the problem is that we deal with this in the wrong way. If we search on the internet or somewhere, on go, go to different courses, there are so much life coaching. And I mean, all of this stuff, it's good stuff. It's good psychology. I mean, I have a whole list here. Live by the moment. I mean, if you succeed with all of this, you will have a super good life. I know, I promise you. Live by the moment, think positive, control your thoughts, my friends. Uh, get used to the situation, stand out, accept, sleep, don't forget to sleep, exercise, uh, relax, breathe, <gasps> think of breathing. I mean, whew. just by reading this list, I start to get pressure. <laughs> Okay, I don't do that. Okay, I should I sleep, sleep. No, 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 I should exercise. Okay, I don't know what it is. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of pressure, yeah? And I think this is, this is the wrong thing. We put, uh, we put our focus on us, right? The Bible have a different perspective, my friend. And that is what we are going to preach today. Uh, in I, I, my... If you put, yeah, in Zechariah, how do you say that word? Zechariah 4 and 6, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord who almighty. Amen. Okay. So, actually, it's not about me. Oh, it feels a little more relaxing already. But what about breathing and what about sleeping and what about relaxing or exercising? Okay, take it easy. Take a deep breath. It is not in the human power, but it is in the power of God. We just need to have the right perspective, my friend. Hmm? This is good. And I will give you three pictures that I really want you to remember today. Okay? Uh, and I will challenge you. And I will tell them over and over during this preaching so you will not forget them. I did in the first service like a school teacher, like a mom. What was the three pictures? <laughs> And everybody repeated them. So, but I mean, I want you to go home. And when you are facing things tomorrow, Monday morning, when you're waking up, ah, uh, you come to work and you did this wrong. This is wrong. You cannot do it like this. And you're feeling, oh, I did this. Oh, what will happen now? Or you come in different situations. I want you to remember this. Not sit here and say, yeah, amen, that's a good preaching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's, it's better that you think this is a bad preaching. But you still remember those three pictures, okay? So this is what I want you to do. Remember those and put them in your heart to see in a different perspective. The first picture is the picture of the moon, okay? Uh, you know, if, you if you're driving in the city and the moon is just about to go up and you have it really close to the horizon, the moon is really, really big, right? I mean, it's very beautiful, but it's, it can almost be a little spooky, a little, you know the moon is so big and it's shining but you know that is really an illusion with the eye because same moon if you have it up in the sky in the perspective of the universe it looks really small 
it is the same size, actually. I've tried this, you know. I put my fingers like this, okay? The moon, because it's weird. I mean, the tricks, it tricks my eyes. It's, it's strange. So it's like, no, it cannot be. It must be a little bigger. Maybe it's closer to Earth now or something. So I put like this, put the fingers, okay, this big is the moon, and then I put it up, and I imagine, yeah, it's true. It's a trick of the eye. It is the same size. It's just that it looks so much smaller if you look at it in the sky. Have somebody, somebody you seen the moon like that and thought of that? Yeah? Otherwise, think of this when you look at the moon next time. If you see it really close to the horizon, it, it looks really big, but it's actually the same size as if you see it up in the sky. It's just that, it's just that a different perspective. Okay? The first one is perspective to the earth. The other one is to the universe, to the sky. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where will I come with this? <laughs> uh, if you see this little moon as your problem, or big moon, if you look to the horizon, as your problem, everything is how you look at your problems. If you put them in perspective to the earth, your own human thinking capacity, or if you put them in perspective to God's greatness, God himself, what he says, then it's different perspectives. Okay, it says in Josiah 55 and 9, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let us, my friend, compare our problems and, and put them in perspective with our God. Let us talk to our God with our problem. I mean, look at this. He has some different thoughts and thinking and plans for our situation than our, me, myself. Me, myself, okay, it's earthly thing. Then this problem becomes very, very big. But if I put it in perspective up in the sky, God, what do you have to say about this? What does your word say about this? And actually, my best, my best um, tips of all when it comes to fear or anxiety or words, get a word for your situation. Get a word from God for your situation. Truly, that, get a word to stand up. And I will, I will tell this story. <coughs> it's not a story. It's, it's our own experience. But Moses, our biggest guy, uh, he got this injury when he was in his uh, teenage how do you say? You say that teenage? Yeah, 13, 14, something. Uh, and he, I mean, he's a very physical guy. He, you can just say physical maybe, but he loves the sport. Uh, since he was young, he was this guy. He never, he was, he was either standing still or running. He never had in between. He never walked. And I was really thinking that as a mom. This is strange. He's never walking. He's standing still. Even if you should just go there. He was running there. So he is this guy, you know, he loves sports, he loves this physics, all since he was young. And then he's growing up, and football, it's his thing, you know. He loves it, he will be the best player in the world, I don't know what, you know, like all these boys playing football wants to be, yeah. But he was really, you know, really serious with the football. And he was playing, he was practicing, he could be out like four or five hours uh, during a day just playing football, soccer. Okay, so he got this injury, he... he um, Actually, it was like this. Now these words, I don't know in English, but it was the leg that started to glide. Can you say like that? Like that? When you are uh, growing in that teenage year, it is a little more fragile. 
And in that, you can have some kind of um, disease or something that it is starts to glide because it's so fragile. And, he, and that is because of like, some kind of pressure, and he was training a lot, really training physical, really hard. So that becomes some kind of too much pressure, so it was starting to glide. But this we didn't know. He just got uh, pain in his leg, and we looked it up, and they say, oh, but this is an inflammation. You know, just wait a little, just let it uh, eat some pills and jump on these crutches, and we'll be good. And we waited, and we waited, and he jumped, and he jumped, and it's like, this is so weird. And he was not like, it was so strange, because the legs didn't really, it didn't, didn't really follow him. It was super weird and we didn't understand. And then suddenly one of the days he was playing with some friends. So they were, uh, I don't know, they, they did something. So he fell and he fell on it. Uh, and after that, it was like, I cannot walk almost like that. So then it was, uh, this is something wrong. We go to the hospital and then they saw the real problem. They did a, a wrong diagnosis the first time. So then they see the real problem and they say what it is and they say we have to operate, we have to put in a, a screw and we will have that for a couple of years when he's growing. And they say, and we don't know because it has glided so much that we cannot put it back where it was because it will injure the, all the nerves and all the blood veins. So we have to put it where it is and we don't know his uh, ability in the future if he will be able to I don't know if they say able to walk, but they, uh, they say be able to walk like good or it, uh, maybe he will limp or something like that. And this, you know, as a mother, when you know, okay, we're in the Western world. He's not dying. Yeah, I know. I, I'm spoiled. <laughs> but as a mother, this was, I was watching fear in my own. I, for, for me, this was like, but this is Moses' life. I mean, it, it is him. He loves sport. This is his personality to be physical. And he will rest of his life limp, you know. Oh, and it really crushed my heart. So we were praying. Uh, and then we, as a family, got this word from heaven. And we got the word from um, Psalms somewhere. I don't remember now, but I remember the words very good. Because it said that no one among the tribes of Israel were limping. I don't know if it's that word in, in English, the translation, but in Swedish it was, that, was like that. Ingen stapplade. No one uh, among the Israel people, when they went out of Egypt from slavery, no one of them were limping. And I mean, this, this is a Bible verse from the back then. It was a lot of old people there. And I mean, it was a miracle itself that, no, that they get everybody out and that they were walking and no one were limping. But I mean, this became, because this is the miracle of word of God. It speaks then, but it also speaks now. And into Suniga's family. So this was a word that we decided to stand upon. Okay, no one among the tribes of Israel will limp. Amen. This is our Moses. He will not limp. So every time words came, oh, but what if, but what if that, but what if, no one, no one will limp. Amen. This is my word. This is the one I stand upon. Uh, so, it can sound very simple, but you know, fear can be super, super, super real. Uh, so, but when you compare it to something else, another reality, another universe, the creator of universe, the creator of our reality here, God himself, who looks at everything in a different perspective, 
he has the final word, right? So, <clears throat> what we need to do is you need to fill yourself with the word of God or find a word for your situation uh, to get perspective of your problem. And don't fall for the illusion of the eye. So this is my first, first tips for you. The moon. Can we say it all together? The moon. And it has all to do with perspective of how you see. An illusion is that it's fooling your eyes. And this fear does too. It's fooling your eyes. <gasps> but what if, what if Moses, what if he, will his life be? <sighs> I put, like the moon, the little problem, I put it up in the sky. And I see it in the perspective of God. What does God say? His, his words say, no one will limp. Okay, amen. In the name of Jesus, this is my word. And you know what? Today, Moses, he's playing football in the academy, you know, on high level. He is, we used to joke that he is our, how do you say that in English? We're an invalida killer. Like, because actually, when the, when the injury was over, he, they, they, they measured the, like how he could move and so on. And they say, oh, you're 11% invalid. And, and, and we got, he got actually a lot of money for that. So. <laughs> but now, I mean, if you see him, he's not an invalid. Believe me, he's playing soccer in High Lever Academy. Amen. No one will limp. So stand, number one, the moon. Stand up on a word of God. Okay. You see, want to see the second picture? Amen. It's about the camera. Isn't it fun with all these cameras nowadays? There come up cameras all the time. New iPhone, better version of camera. Yay, now, now it's super good. It can zoom, wow. And it's like, I'm like, but my number seven was super good camera. You know, our cameras at our time, whoa, that was scary. You didn't know what you had taken a picture of. You have to wait it, you know. It's a lot of young people here, I know. But I would explain how it was back then. Lotta, you know, you know. You took this picture, you didn't know if it was good or not. I mean, now you can take like 100 selfies and pick one. That is the best angle. Back then, we looked how we looked, you know. <laughs> Simple as that. If I was ugly, okay, this is the way I look. I mean, when you should go to this passport, you know, and you should use for, it's like, <laughs> I remember I was young. I went there like one time, oh, they're ugly. Okay, two times, oh, they would even worse. I'm like, okay, three times, and it's like, I have to just deal with it. I look like this. <laughs> and now you should have this passport, you know, for like forever, five years. It was forever back then. Every time, oh, I look so ugly. I'm so, okay, long story. But a camera, okay? A camera, the lens. But it's getting better and better at these iPhones. I don't know, 14, where are we now? 13 iPhone. I don't remember which number it is now. Okay, <clears throat> if you hold a camera like this, you have your iPhone, and you are standing in the middle of a super beautiful landscape, okay? The, imagine the most beautiful. It is these lakes. It is these um, mountains. So I don't know what you like. Maybe you are on a beach. It is this super beautiful, uh, the ocean you're looking out to. And you're, you're holding your iPhone like this with a super good lens, camera, focus. And you're holding up your finger like this. Uh, then you can either uh, zoom in or zoom out, right? With the lens. You can zoom in or you can zoom out. If you zoom in, your little finger here, 
it will become very clear with all these good iPhones. <laughs> it will be super clear. You will see every wrinkle, you will see every, every little detail, okay? And the background will be a little blurry, more and more blurry, more and more blurry. But if you zoom out the finger, eventually the finger will almost start to disappear because you start to see all the beauty of the landscape. Wow, what a picture! Look at that mountain and, and the water crushing, you know, like waves. It is super beautiful. And the finger actually just somehow disappear because you're zooming out and see the beauty in the big picture. And this is my second picture to you, the camera lens. We need to learn to zoom out of our problems. We need to see the bigger picture, God's picture. Maybe we don't see it all the time. We see our own. We just see problem, problem, every wrinkle. Now it's very wrinkled. No, I'm 40 plus. It's starting to get more wrinkles. You know, I see every detail. And it's like, oh, it's so annoying. And it's worries. And it's... But even we need to start to zoom out to see the big. Uh, it says in Rome 8.28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good for those who love him. And we know, I don't know how many times I've been standing on this. When I see problem coming and I feel, oh, this is only, this is only bad. I don't see any good. How can this be good? Then I know for those who love the Lord, I know everything will work out for the good. And in the Swedish, Swedish translation, actually, it doesn't say only good. It say to the best. So I prefer the Swedish version for all you English guys. <laughs> Learn Swedish and take the English version, uh, Swedish version because it's better. Uh, I mean, it's not only good, it's the best. Okay, I don't know how in the world this problem that is only look bad can be to the best, but I know God. You have the bigger picture. I give it over to you. I let you take control and I see you have, you have it all, God. You know. I, I just know and I stand up on your word that you make everything to the best. You have a plan. You know where this is going. Just take care of it. Do a miracle of it because that's what he's doing. He do a miracle of it. And this really, really bad thing becomes something good or to the best. Amen. That is to zoom out. And what is zooming actually? For me, it is thankfulness. It is thankfulness to see what you have. You zoom out. This is, oh, it's this, this, this. You know, you just see the problem and it's getting so obsessed of this. But I mean, if you zoom out, you see the big picture. You see everything you have and everything God has done for you. I mean, look at that. He has saved you. He has, he has made you. He, I mean, all the things you, you were fearing of, he took it away. And he did this miracle. And actually yesterday he did this. I was just praying for this thing at job. And he just, he just solved it by the way. Yeah, I almost forgot it because it just happened. You know, and we forget. And it's like, yeah, but I'm very scared right now. Where are you, God? And it's like we forget so fast. You know, somebody said it like this. It's really tragic, fun. I don't know what to say. <laughs> People are so used to worry that even if they are about to drown, you rescue them from drowning and put them on a shore to dry in the sun with hot chocolate and a cinnamon bun, they will soon start to wonder, what if I maybe catch a cold? <laughs> it's a good picture, huh? We forget fast. 
We forget really fast. We were just saved by somebody. We were about to drown. We were <coughs> gasping for air. And then suddenly somebody saved us. They were clothing us and they made us warm. Oh, yeah. And I can breathe out. And then just a couple of time. And I always thought, but what if I get cold? It's a fun picture, but it's so true. I mean, it speaks to us. Uh, and that is how we work some, sometimes. In the Psalms, it says like this. Psalms 30 and 1, it says like this. I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let the enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called you for help and you helped me. Uh, you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the, of the deed. You, uh, you, spared, you spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of you, the Lord. You, his faithful people, praise his holy name. For his, uh, for his uh, anger lasts only for a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoices come in the morning. How to zoom out. We need to zoom out by praising Jesus. Thanking him for everything he has done for you and me. And loving him. And you say maybe, oh, but I don't like worship in church. I'm not good in singing. My friend, it's not about a little song in church. It is about your lifestyle of living a life in praise to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for everything you have done. And now this will sound a little cute but I mean actually my role model in this thankful lifestyle is my husband always since we met he has been you know we're walking towards the car going somewhere and he's like wow look at my car I have such a nice car and now we have a new car but he said this before too when we didn't have so nice cars and I mean we can walk to the house and he's like look at our look where we live it's so beautiful here and actually when we met I think he does it even now, but, but in the, in, when we met, he started to say, look, he counted his underwears and his socks. It's true. It sounds very cute. <laughs> very cute. <laughs> I'm re revealing stuff of him right now. <laughs> you can say when you meet him, Walter, I know you counted your underwears. When you, you know, but he came from a totally different background. It was a poor background. And then he, back then, he used to count his socks, you know. And they have this, you know, when you come to school, you need to have the socks all white. Otherwise, you could go home, you know. So it was a different time. So still, he bring this because he know where he came from. And still, he can, he can kind of look at this. I have so many underwears. <laughs> and I mean, come on. Let us be thankful and live a life in worship. Saying, Jesus, you are my everything. This is our way of zooming out of our problem. To see, Jesus, look, you helped me. You saved me. Yeah, I feel a little worried right now. But change perspective. Change perspective just as the zoom thing. Yeah, the finger is still there. Even if you zoom out, it's true. It is still there. I'm not saying the fear is not there. I'm not saying you don't have a problem. I'm just saying learn how to zoom out. Because then you see it differently, my friend. Okay? The zooming in and the zooming in out is about your will, your own will, your free will. We have a choice. We have a free will what we can look at. Hallelujah to that. We are not forced to look at our problems. We have a possibility to look at something else. And this is what I want to challenge you right now with the picture of what? The camera. 
You all remember number one, what was that? Number two, what was that? Amen. So now when you wake up tomorrow morning and start to worry about something, either big or small, you will start to remember, no, wait a minute. What should I see? I should see differently. Change perspective. Yeah. What does the word of God say about this? A different perspective of the moon. Or, I mean, what is everything that I have? What is everything you have done for me? Wow, the camera. Remember. Yeah. Is this good? Okay, the third picture, my friend. Are you tired? <laughs> no, I would be fast. Uh, the third picture is actually not a picture because I don't have a picture of it. <laughs> I was searching the internet for a good picture, but I didn't find one. So I will talk you into a picture, okay? Are you with me? Oh, you creative person. I see it's a lot of creative persons here. Uh, it is the Bible story of Elisha. You see that? Elisha. It's the right pronunciation. Thank you. And his servant, you know, Elisha, he was this prophet, the man of God uh, in Israel. And he was guiding, you know, he was helping the king of Israel uh, with his war strategy. Okay. So he got this revelation from God, you know, the, the enemies, okay, they are there and there. So he was calling, not calling maybe, but somehow <laughs> he talked to him and he say, okay, the, the enemy is there and there. So watch out. Now, you know. Okay, so <clears throat> the enemy army, the king there, he was like, what is going on? I don't understand. Well, how could they find us all the time? And he was like, do we have somebody in our army that is, you know, cheating on us? Or what, what is going on? I don't understand. And then somebody said, no, they have a man of God. They have among, a man of God among them. And the man of uh, and God, their God is whispering uh, to this Elisha, what you are thinking, king. Oh, and he was like, this is not good. I mean, I will not win. So he was like, we need to catch this Elisha, okay? We need to put him down. Somehow we need to hunt him and grab him and take him as a prisoner. So this is where we jump into this Bible verse, okay? Are you with me? It's Elisha and his servant and the, and the enemy army that is about to catch Elisha, okay? Uh, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the next morning, an army with horses and, and chariots had surrounded the city. Okay, this is fear, right? This is scary. It's not a good moment. It's a problem situation, right? You can feel worry, yeah? It's okay. I mean, it's really real to feel worry in this situation. Uh, oh, no, my Lord, the servant says. What shall we do? Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Okay, okay. It doesn't really sound so comfortable. <laughs> Comforting. Uh, don't be afraid. Okay, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And this is many times how we work. Okay, don't, don't be afraid, Linda. Don't be afraid. No, 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 no. But I mean, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help if somebody else come and say, oh, you don't have to be worried. You don't have to be worried. Sometimes I do like that. I go to Walter because he feels like he's a little more relaxed. I'm worried for something. And I go to Walter and he say, oh, you don't have to worry about that. And Okay, if he speaks a little more, then I maybe starts to listen to him and I feel it's okay. But then like five minutes afterward, when he is gone, I'm still worrying, you know. So it doesn't help. This human comfort, okay, it can help for a little while, but it doesn't last. So, and there is where I need something else. Something not in human power, okay. And don't be afraid, the prophet said. And those who are with us are more than those who are with them. 
And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around them. My prayer for this Sunday is that God will open your eyes, okay? So that you will see that who, those who are with us, all the heavenly army, angels that is standing on your side every time you wake up in the morning. The angels walking beside you when you're stepping into that office. You're stepping in with an army of the angels. I, my prayer for you this morning is that you will see. God will open your eyes and you will see the reality. Wow. Because that changed the perspective of fear, right? Okay. It's hard to just say, don't be, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Okay, but there is a lot of horses here and there. I look very scared. And they kind of tried to catch me. <laughs> and I mean, this little servant, he will probably go too, right? I mean, he's with Eliza. They're in a team. They will take him too, right? So, I mean, it's a scary situation for the, for the little servant. He will probably, you know, be a, a slave or something too. So, I mean, he cannot just listen to that. Okay, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. But he needs to see it differently, right? So, God, please, my prayer this morning is that we will see differently. We will see with God's eyes. Okay, God, you have a different situation. Jesus says it's so beautiful when he's speaking to this dad uh, in some of the, in the Gospels. Uh, he's speaking to a dad where the dad's daughter has just died. And Jesus is about to go there. And Jesus looked at him right in the eyes. And he, he said, <laughs> he said, yay, there you go. <laughs> Don't be afraid, just believe. If we can be a church that is taking uh, the world championship in believing. I mean, okay, Swedes, yeah, we did the, like the, the championship. We won the championship in, championship in uh, feeling worse, right? But let us as a church, SOS Church in Stockholm, in Sweden, take like the championship uh, word record in believing in Jesus, okay? We maybe not do everything right. I don't know. Maybe we, we, we say hello in the wrong way. Or we let somebody like me, Linda, preach with a very bad English. But I mean, it's something we should be good in. It is to believe in Jesus. To believe in him. What he did on the cross. Because if somebody really has felt for you, it is Jesus, my friends. Jesus on the cross. He was really feeling for you. You are maybe thinking that, ah. Oh, Okay, no one understands my situation. Maybe I don't. I never maybe walk through the life you did. I maybe lived very easily. Yeah, probably, I don't know. But one knows your feeling. And we're about to end now. You can just skip the, the, the next slide. Uh, because Jesus, he knows you. He knows every fear. You know, his mission on earth, what was that? It was to take every fear... Every anxiety, every thought of, uh, of worries in his own body. That was his mission. Why? To let you free. For you to be free. Okay? This was his mission. So somebody has really been feeling with you. Somebody, if you're saying, but you don't understand my situation. No, I don't. But I know one that does. Jesus Christ himself. He did. And we will read one Bible verse from Luke 22. He's about to, 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 
go to the cross and, and be crucified. He's in Gethsemane and he's praying. And it says like this. He withdrew about a stone, a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. In the middle of his, this anxiety he was feeling, this fear when he was about to take all the sins of the world in his own body, all the anxiety. I mean, if you feel that fear is, is real, yeah? This was what Jesus was feeling, but all the world. He was looking in this anxiety. He was looking at at every person. He was looking at you right now with your fear. He was looking at every Stockholmer that right now is, is pushed down by depression, is uh, eating pills so they can wake up in the morning, is cu cutting themselves. I work with a lot of youth, cutting themselves because they feel, oh, this is relieving my anxiety. Or about to, to, to jump in front of a train. All these people Jesus were thinking of when he was in this anxiety and he was feeling, oh, please take this away from me, God, if it's possible. But if it's not, please let your will be done. Please let I go through this. Because I want every person on earth, and you that are sitting here, he wanted you to be free. He wanted you to get it, be rid of that hardship and those fearing feeling that is just pushing you down. Yet not my will be done but yours be done. You have been listening to a podcast from SOS Church Stockholm. If you want to know more about the church or have information about our Bible school and leadership academy, go online to soschurch.se. We hope to see you soon at a celebration here in Stockholm or at one of our daughter's churches in Gothenburg or Malmö. Have a wonderful week.